Hi, this is Grant Herbert. I'm just an ordinary guy with an outstanding wife and five amazing kids who is on his own journey of imperfection. Welcome to this week's episode of The People Builder. You've decided to give this coaching thing a go and coach your people in your organization. You're not sure where to start. Well, stick with me because this week I want to help you to know exactly the first steps to take. Hi, this is Grant Herbert, Emotional Intelligence Speaker and Trainer of the Year and Master Coach Trainer. And today I want to continue our conversation around coaching and mentoring others by helping you to know how to establish a coaching relationship. Coaching is a mutually beneficial collaboration between a coach and a coachee. And just like anything that has humans involved, it's all centered around a relationship. Yes, there are certain skills that we need to have. There are frameworks that we need to use. And we started talking about that last week. However, coaching is about having a conversation or a series of conversations with another human being. So establishing a relationship up front and then working on that relationship as you go through is vital in the success of any coaching situation. So what I want to do today is just give you five key areas to focus on when you are establishing the relationship. And then we'll go further, continuing on in the month on the other skills that you need to actually make that work. Number one is to form a safe zone. A lot of people fear coaching. And the reason they do is that they fear that they're going to be found out as human beings operating in the universal challenges of not being good enough, not belonging, not being liked or loved. Having someone who wants to talk about you and your life can sometimes be a little bit scary for people. What's it all about? What's it going to do? Who's going to know about it? These are all important questions that are going through the coachee's mind. And as a coach, working as a leader in an organization within your team, you too might fear that the situation ahead of you has some challenges, some things that you're not quite sure where they're going to go. So the first step is to make sure for both of you that there is a feeling of safety, that the person that you're working with knows that this is going to be a place where they can come, where they can open up, where they can be vulnerable, where they can bring everything and they can take off that mask that they normally wear and be the real them. When that is established, the coaching goes deeper. It's not surface level that goes nowhere. 
So how do we do this? Obviously, we want to build trust, and trust is not built immediately. Trust is built over time. So although this is at the start of establishing the relationship, it's tested, and there's many opportunities as the relationship continues to build on this. So what I like to do, firstly, is simply state that it is a safe zone. So starting with someone who I'm new with and I'm going to be coaching, I want to set some parameters around that for them so that they know what's going to happen. The fear of the unknown can be overcome with communication. So by explaining that this is a safe zone, that there is no judgment here, this is a place for them to be open and to be vulnerable and to speak openly and truthfully to help them to understand the confidentiality. So for example, when I'm working in an executive coaching situation where I have someone that I'm going to be coaching that someone else has asked me to coach, the first thing I do is get those three people together and I establish this bond of confidentiality where I will say, when I am coaching, you and I are going to be having some conversations. And that is between you and I. Now, because I'm working for your organization, there's a need for me to give them updates. However, that's going to be in context over the content of what you and I talk about. That's between you and I. And I find sometimes that people do drop little hints of things that they want me to tell people. So I make sure that they know that for me to do that, have to tell me because unless they do, I will do nothing to break that confidentiality and therefore break the trust. So making sure that they understand that they are in a position where they can feel safe, where they're in control by being a leader that lets the coachee lead, having a balance in that will help people to feel like this is going to be something that is going to be beneficial to them rather than be something to be afraid of. Number two is to demonstrate your commitment. I know that as a leader, you've got many things to do. And I know that a lot of leaders see coaching as something else that they have to do. As I said last week, my experience is being a coach and using a coaching methodology actually helps you to get more done. Because if you develop strong relationships with your people, if you're able to help them to overcome the hurdles that they're facing, if you facilitate an environment where they can grow, then they're going to get more done without you needing to be involved and everybody wins. So demonstrating your commitment is once again a communication thing to say something like I'm here for you for the long term so you might have something that you're going to be doing for the next 12 months for example so demonstrating that you are going to be there I'm going to be committed to you I'm going to be committed with the times that we put in our calendar I'm going to turn up ready to coach you 
I'm going to leave everything else out of my mind and focus totally on you. So demonstrating that you're going to turn up and be present also sets an expectation for them as well. Number three is to set clear expectations. Coaching is a collaboration. It's a two-way street. So allowing both parties to set clear expectations of what each other are to bring into the relationship is really, really important. Making sure that the behavior that's accepted, how will show up, what will set in terms of accountability, all those things are really important. So it doesn't become a surprise. So setting expectation up front before entering into the relationship means that you can then, if things go off the rails moving forward, can refer back to those expectations. <laughs> One of the things I used to use in a lot of my executive coaching, I was asked this simple question. So if along the journey, you stop doing what you say you're going to do, what do you want me to do? And then they would come back with something like, tell me to stop wasting your time and my money. So setting clear expectations of what's going to happen along the way, setting clear expectations of, as a coach, what you're going to bring and what is expected of the coachee. It's just like any other area of working with people. When there's no ambiguity, everybody knows the boundaries and the behaviors that are expected and what it is that's going to happen moving forward and the consequences of that not working. That's what each other need. So make sure the expectations are clear and agree on those before moving forward. Number four is to create a plan. Coaching is a journey and every journey needs a plan. I like to use my R4 method where I look at the results that they want to see from the coaching. Bring that back and have a look at the reality of how that's different right now. Knowing exactly what the roadblocks are that are stopping them from going from where they are now to where they want to go. And then looking at what resources we need to add so that they can overcome those roadblocks. Putting that in a framework, putting it in a calendar so that everybody knows when and where we're going to meet. And in these days, how? Is it going to be online? Is it going to be this amount of times uh, each month, etc.? And lock all that in at the start. Having a plan around what you're going to work on. Having a plan around how that's going to be measured and making sure that there's check-ins and milestones and all the things that we need. Just like we were running a project. When there's a plan in place, what we can do is commit to that plan. And when both the coach and the coachee are committed, we can make slight adjustments as we go along if they are needed. Number five is to reflect and review. So because we have a plan, we can have an element of flexibility in that, that if things happen, we can shift and 
adjust and tweak as we need to. What we can also do, even though we've set an intention for what the coaching is about, as other things come up and as the skills within those particular areas might change, we can shift direction. However, we do that within the same plan framework that we have. We might continue to meet with the same regularity. However, the length of time within each coaching session might change. And that is tends to happen with what I'm doing in my executive coaching. I might start off with uh, a 45-minute every two weeks coaching that when I'm two-thirds of the way into it, we might check in and we're together for nine minutes, but we're inside that framework. So making sure that we can reflect with forward focus on what's working well, what needs to shift, what results have already been achieved, and having an open communication environment that says, if for some reason trust is being eroded, or there's a change in commitment, or any of those things that pop up, that safe zone is still there to be able to bring that up and go, hey, I'm not getting what I wanted to get out of this anymore. Things have changed, whatever it is, to be able to speak to the behaviors, not the person, tweak that, adjust it, realign, and continue with the coaching. Establishing the coaching relationship and then maintaining that as we build and go through the journey together is a critical component of any leader's coaching methodology. Well, that's it from me for another week. Join me again next week as we continue the conversation around coaching and mentoring by putting together a framework for the coaching conversation. I'll see you then. Well, hey, did you like that? Did you get something out of that that you can use in your life right now? I really hope that you did. If you like this episode, why not share it on your social media and head over to my website, grantherbert.com, where you can register to join the conversation. So until next time, stay safe, enjoy being who it is that you were created to be without worrying what others expect you to be. I'll see you then.